Hello, um, welcome back to the Sally Perspective podcast from Fox Perspective Creative Content Network. I'm thinking about changing all that. I don't like it anymore. It's not me anymore. Um, I'm thinking it's just it's a stupid name. Uh, uh, well, that's a great start. Your favorite unedited, most professional podcast ever. Um, I'm in the new christened podmobile because i got that from an idea um uh this is like the first podcast i I knew i was getting stage fright i literally spent an hour and 20 minutes on the phone to my friend because i I was rambling but the initial reason why i called it okay i wanted a catch-up but was because i was nervous and my first one was like me going um yeah um 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 uh, podcast um and now it's going to end up like this but okay let's let's carry on you know we've started brilliantly uh yeah uh i pretty much one of my favorite podcasts to listen to i hope this is not copyrighted is the spanish football podcast on spotify and they call their van that they normally do it from obviously not now uh called the podmobile and i and i like the name so i hope that's not uh copyrighted but i doubt it would be but knowing how i overthink and over worry i'd probably be in my room going oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna get sued i'm gonna get sued uh <laughs> yeah uh so i i i mean why am i starting it again now uh well obviously for the last few months well not last the last few months of 2019 it, i wasn't really myself if if you know me you probably know that was a thing uh and you know everyone had plans for 2020 which have obviously been cut short uh everyone be at home in isolation i just want to say you, you know my thoughts and prayers i, I wanted and, and this is what i struggled with yesterday I want it, I want this to come across as sincere and I don't like it when people tokenize stuff like this and just say and just say oh yeah you know my thought appraisal with this or whatever because honestly what's going on in the world at the moment is you know I was watching I I could, I, I was watching it yesterday and I was, I was quite quite upset about it you know I just I wish everyone from I wish Boris Johnson 100% well like I was really worried the other day about that um and I wish everyone from the NHS staff to you guys at home to the people working in supermarkets want like you know the I wish you all luck this is a horrible situation to be going through right now um and I I don't want to be like celebrities that try and sing songs about it and I mean they probably do care but it didn't seem as sincere as it could have been but I just didn't want to be all positive and happy on a podcast whilst this was going on without mentioning it. Mentioning it, you know, I know you guys will be at home. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm at home, so I thought, you know, being in isolation, why not start this again? I think I'm not going to say, oh, I'm doing this completely selflessly to help people. No, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I mean, I'm doing it as well f- for my benefit. I want to. I like podcasts. I like doing them. Uh, I'm gonna. I think the plan is I want to do some remotely with people, because that'd be more interesting. Me just rambling to myself and talk to myself. Because without, I mean, this is perspective and interpretation. You might see it as someone talking to his audience. Or you might see it like the flat above me in my podmobile now. Someone just talking to his phone. Um, but if you guys are lonely or struggling with, uh, you know, isolation or you're struggling with uni work, being at home. You know, if it makes one person 
if it makes one person laugh or think, I, I genuinely, I would, I would be, I think, I'd be happy. Unless ten people go, oh, it's rubbish. Please don't do this again. Then I'll be like, fair play. I take them, take the message. But if it makes one person happy to hear me rambling, and they weren't having a good day, and it made the day a little bit better, that's I'll be one hundred percent happy with that. So yeah, it's a good start. I mean. <sighs> I just find it so stupid talking to a phone, really. But, you know, I had a plan, and I was really nervous before doing this, and I really need a wee. <laughs> but, obviously, how many how many listeners am I going to get? About 10, and you're going to be my friends anyway. Uh, it's not like I'm going to suddenly become a global overnight sensation through literally... I mean, this should be called talking rubbish, because I don't swear on my podcast. I don't see the point. I want to make it accessible to everyone. Uh, so obviously there's chatting, whatever. This is literally just me rambling. I mean that, and also I don't want, like I said before, I didn't want this podcast to be about me. Uh, I don't like it when people's content and people's brands and stuff are about them, and you like them because you like the personality. I want the subject and the content to speak for itself. I I I would almost like it if you said, oh, yeah, you know that uh uh. The guy does the Sally podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't like him, but I like what he talks about. I, I, I mean, I can't stand him, but what he talks about is interesting. I would prefer that than someone who was like, yeah, I like him, but this content is rubbish. Like, <laughs> I come across so awkwardly. I, 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 I compare myself to how people perceive Hugh Grant. Like, oh, yes, I'm, 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 it sounds like I've got issues talking to myself from rambling. But that's the point, you know, if it makes you guys laugh or funny or I like talking about stuff that make you think I've written some stuff down, then, you know, why not? We only live once. Uh, so, yeah, I, I call, I'm going to call this episode, I just found out a new word today, uh, meanderings, my meanderings. I like that word. Um, I had a few interesting thoughts. Um, oh, six minutes, 20 seconds. That's always good. Uh, a few interesting thoughts that maybe can make you guys think, and then maybe, uh, maybe some hot takes. If you don't know what a hot take is, it's a controversial idea that might go against the grain. So, for example, if I said I didn't like Game of Thrones, that's a hot take. I mean, I, I never really watched it, got into it, but uh, like, I'm probably in the minority of because I mean, I should be into Game of Thrones. All right, they've turned the uh, light off, they're not going to be staring at me. Just talk to a phone. Um, but yeah, that and also a quiz because then it will make me sound a little bit less insane. Going like, oh, actually, you know what? A quiz that will help you out. You can do that. Was me. It, it. I mean, what I'm. It's like my book. I'm writing a book at the moment, and one of the key aspects of my book is perception. You know, it. It from your point of view is how you see certain situations. So you either see this as me rambling into a phone randomly, or me engaging with you in a certain way. Um. So yeah, I I, I want to know uh, what you guys have been up to in this strange time. Uh, have you enjoyed it? Have you not? I mean, enjoyed it despite the circumstances. Obviously, everyone would rather be out having freedom. Uh, I mean, if you think about this, is I'm, I'm no, I didn't actually know what martial law meant, but it's when I think it's when the government decides what's best for the country and what's best for you, and so restricts your freedoms. Uh, this is technically martial law. But it's kind of weird. It's like you're allowed your designated... I was talking to a friend who was like, my government designated walk, which is quite... I mean, it's not a funny situation, but I guess it's funny 
despite the situation. You know, you're making light of a dark situation. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going in. I've had an awkward blank again. I really wish I thought about what I th- was going to say before I said it. I I talk like I'm selling you something like or like a, like an estate agent or something. Uh, when I talk, some oh my god, I I, I had see I had something to go there. <laughs> my conversation had an end point, and I realised the end point stupid estate agents don't talk like that. And then I was midway through saying it, and now again I'm digging myself a hole. This is this is the point of the podcast when I talk about it. it's my ramblings. I'm a rambler. Um. So I know a few people are getting a few laughs out of this, be like, because you know, me rambling is quite funny to some people. Uh, yeah. So I just had some overthoughts I had the other day, or today. Uh, when does the evening start, in your opinion? I was thinking this because I said to my mum something like nine o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the afternoon, nine o'clock in the evening, and I was like. Does nine o'clock in the afternoon? It, it's not a thing conventionally, but could it be a thing? Could it be like, well, technically you're not wrong if you say nine o'clock in the afternoon because it is afternoon. It is after twelve o'clock in the mo- in the afternoon, uh, you know, midday. But when do you go? When does afternoon become evening? And does evening and night do they coexist, or does evening become night? You know, when, I mean, I used to think five o'clock was the evening when I was younger. But when does, when do they all try, could, could you say nine o'clock in the afternoon and technically not be wrong? I, I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, you know, me with those insightful thoughts through in my new Podmobile, which is me, me and my sister's car. Um, and I had another one. I was on a Hinge which is a dating app I discovered at the end of 2019, which I, I'm i not normally a big fan of dating apps, but as dating apps go, I, I, I enjoy it. You know, there's engaging people in there with some interesting thoughts on stuff, and it gives you options to engage with those interesting thoughts. And one person put, I'm not going to claim this is my idea, because this is actually a genius idea, whoever thought of this. Um, do dogs have Stockholm Syndrome? I That blew my mind. That literally blew my And I was like, have you, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, a philosophical thing I learned in RS, uh, Occam's Razor, where you give you give yourselves two situations, two scenarios about something in life, and you take the most likely one to be real as fact, because but you can't disprove the other one as complete fiction. So if I said to you, now there are invisible fairies behind your head... And every time you put a mirror up to them, there's fairies behind your head. And every time you put a mirror up to them, they turn invisible. You can't disprove that factually. You can't definitively say 100% that's wrong, according to Occam's Razor. Uh, But you go on the most logical perception, on uh, the most logical scenario where it's like... There's most likely not fairies behind my head all the time. Um, I mean, you might go, well, someone else can see them. And be like, well, how do you know they, they're they not seeing them? That's Occam's razor, technically. That's probably a bad example. But it's the idea that you have two scenarios. You could pick two scenarios and you always pick the most logical, rational one to be the real one. 
but you can't definitively prove the irrational what you would call fictional scenario to be wrong you can't definitively prove that's wrong so anyway th- this is because i was thinking with dogs with stockholm syndrome stockholm what it, what it is essentially is when a hostage becomes either um becomes emotionally involved either like in a like a re- relationship loving kind of way or just as like a you know like a parental way it just you know becomes emotionally involved and has positive feelings towards their captor and when this person went dogs have stockholm syndrome again you can't technically prove that's wrong you know you can't technically prove that dogs 100% are not brainwashed to like us rather than they just like us naturally we go on the assumption that they like us naturally and they love us or whatever they don't go on the assumption as they've been brainwashed and they've got captors and that you know they have stockholm syndrome and you know they we're actually their captors or whatever and they could be i mean again probably not come out as well probably i sound like a stupid person talking now but again it, i just thought it was really interesting you can't technically prove that dogs don't have stockholm syndrome they most likely don't i believe they don't i believe dogs are loving animals that i love i, I love dogs but uh that they uh they do love us but we can't disprove that theory and i thought whoever whoever think of that is an, a genius overthinker i i don't know if i matched on that but that that was an amazing insight. It's like uh, I don't know if you guys watch YouTube, but um, I mean you most likely do watch YouTube. Wisecrack, uh, which is a site that looks into movies and their deeper meaning philosophically, um, and they said that. So again, this is their idea. But when you look at, I mean, I've, I don't know if you guys ever seen the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan film. You've got Mail. I think it's nineteen ninety eight or early two thousands. And they said that is a modern rendition of George Orwell's 1984. And if you don't know what George Orwell's 1984 is, essentially it is one party which has become a massive nanny state who has complete control over everything in, you know, its territory because it's not countries because it's modern day... I think the country where it's based in... Uh, is the territories of the UK, Canada, and America, and uh, you, you, it's technically you know the state has full on control. You're not allowed freedom of thought. You're not allowed to go. It's a complete authoritarianism, and you're not allowed to go against the party. Otherwise, they can you know erase you out of existence. Uh, and this guy wants to go against the party, and the party instead of killing him, makes him fall in love with the idea of the party and authoritarianism essentially uh and what they said about 1984 was you have a uh a sorry not 1984 um you've got mail that the big party was consumerism and you know big brand capitalism uh, against small bookshops and small uh businesses and you have tom hanks who is the guy who runs the big corporate and you have meg ryan who hates him for it and runs a little bookshop and they message each other anonymously and then they become in love with each other and yeah just watch the video i can't explain it in its full glory but when they see the comparisons or whatever and I, I, I honestly i'm gonna say it, one of the best videos i've ever seen on youtube by far like it's just so crazy but so 
right where you just you can't disprove it so yeah that that's the two overthoughts of the day uh tell me what you thought of them tell me if you have any overthinking uh if you overthink about something where you're actually have you realized this i remember one of the, the people who i'm gonna send this podcast to again it's probably wrong but he said uh about, we actually became friends about the first person who ever milked a cow which is interesting that was like an overthink but you know it's if it was an interesting time i was like wow well, yeah fair uh his opinion on it uh some people oh yeah uh this is gonna be the cat i thought of this my friend uh if you guys heard of shakespeare's 12th night and uh duke orsino's line where he said some are born great some have some have greatness thrust upon them and i think that's the full line i think i might miss them this the catchphrase of this uh, podcast is some are born weird some people are born weird some people have weirdness thrust upon them uh, maybe i'm both i'm definitely the first one <laughs> uh, i don't like it when people call themselves weird because most of the time they aren't but i i'm not i don't consider myself normal i guess <laughs> it, it it's not fun uh, to be normal uh what is normal normal doesn't exist that is an overthink that's a good normal doesn't exist because no one is a definition of normal because normal isn't a thing, because not everyone is the same, everyone has their own individuality, which makes the world special, and every culture has its own individuality, which I like in the world, so yeah, I had I had some some questions uh, for you guys, maybe you can answer, you can think about, you can laugh at me, uh, thinking about them, but, you know, I'm about to, in, in not endure, what's the word, I'm about to achieve, let's just say achieve, one of the greatest feats in in modern human history. Uh, I put it up there with landing on the moon uh, and other great achievements throughout human history. I'm about to go unbeaten on a season on Football Manager. I personally rank that up there with the achievements of human history, uh, considering I spent no money. My club was predicted to finish either 10th or 12th in administration, no money. Apart from I did spend 150k on a player who's coming in next season. I thought I have enough strikers at the club. I'll one striker's running out of contract. I'll let him come in. I'm, I know this isn't a football podcast, but I thought you know give you a bit of context if you know what I'm on about. Uh, I if I win the league and go unbeaten, I will take any suggestions for you guys if you want me to do anything. Because I will be so happy. I think it's become a little bit of an obsession recently. Obviously, you know, being in lockdown, I will do something you guys tell me to. Because I've achieved this great feat, I'll be alongside you know great thinkers of the world and great artists like Darwin, Dickens, Leonardo da Vinci. Paul Baldwin, my name will be in... Oh, I don't like mentioning my name on this podcast. Uh, but I'll be thrusted upon legends of human history. Probably people have done it before. It is probably an achievement. which, But I think this achievement is... It ranks right up there. But So I, I was thinking, what, in your opinion, is one of the great or the greatest achievement of human history, either individually or as a collective society. So, for example, the Sistine Chapel in Rome. Is that the... 
or or the Last Supper. I know the Last Supper is de- definitely Da Vinci. I think the Sistine Chapel is Da Vinci. Um, I know it had two people involved in it because they had it on the news the other week. Uh, you could say individual pieces of brilliance in art like that, or you could say modern medicine. Uh, someone, a university teacher, said the other day, or, or the other year, to me that the richest guy ever, who was a Malian king, was officially the richest guy ever. Uh, he he had a lot of influence over uh, the whole of North Africa. I think is it the richest guy ever didn't have paracetamol. So would you say if he had a headache, he couldn't just solve it like that? Like click, there you go. <laughs> um, would you say modern medicine? Or X-rays is the greatest achievement in human history. Uh, by the way, anyone who's I've I've really I forgot to mention earlier. Anyone in their third year? I know I've got a lot of friends who are in their third year. I just want to send not condolences because I think that's the wrong word. Send my thoughts out to you. You know you you don't want to end. You didn't expect to end uni like this. Probably not going back there again and being stuck inside doing new uni work. So my thoughts are out to you. So if you just want someone to talk rubbish in the background whilst you're doing your assignment because I don't know why podcasts for me are like that just having someone in the background talking it it's, has this reassurance about it but yeah my thoughts go out to you as well uh, I know I've got a few friends going through at the moment uh, and also uh, I want to ask have you guys got any podcasts you enjoy any favorite podcasts i would say i i i fundamentally i love podcasts uh i love listening to them a variation of them obviously a lot of mine are football related i also like movie podcasts uh one of my favorites is called uh, the biographics podcast where you get a guy called simon whistler who is an online creator who talks about famous people through all famous events but mostly famous people through history and just it's like a a biography of them i find that really interesting to listen to when you find someone that you know i mean there's some people you don't know i don't know on this i don't listen to but um what one i listened to the other day which was really interesting i've listened to so many recently i mean i listened to enzo for about enzo ferrari about alexander graham bell thomas edison benjamin franklin i, I just you know people feel uh podcasts like that are amazing so yeah, have, have you guys got any favorite podcasts? Do you enjoy podcasts? I know a lot of you do. Uh, maybe Silly Perspective's your favorite podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll rank up there. I have been told that people do enjoy these mostly when I do it with other people. Uh, they find the topics interesting. They find the conversations interesting. I prefer doing it with other people. I prefer taking a step back maybe put my opinion in there but hearing what they have to say i think everyone's got a story and everyone's got an interesting topic they want to talk about and that's what i'm hoping when i call people remotely over the next few weeks that we talk about these interesting topics uh by the way i want to give a shout out to someone who might be on the podcast soon sam stops he won't like me mention he's quite a humble guy he won't like me mention him he'd probably be going red right now being mentioned on a podcast with 20 listeners um but he released a uh, a cover yesterday of uh, music which i even showed my mum it was that good and she said she'd buy an album of of it and she said it sound like eric clapton who's i've listened to i like eric clapton it was honestly just so amazing i i i became i mean i had look at me lost the big drinkers you know glass of wine i haven't drunk in a while okay so i was a little bit i mean i'm an emotional guy anyway but then that's that's um 
uh, exacerbated the emotions are just uh, gorgeous. I've, I've saved it. it. I just want to shout out to him. What, what a talented guy. And what a nice guy as well. Very nice guy. So, yeah, um, that's a question. And also uh, another question. If you could go back in time to any period of history and any place in history, where would you go and why? I was thinking, uh, um, I was asking this question to my uh to people and, and they asked me and I, and I said Victorian London this idea because I was looking at uh top 10 countries who have influenced the way we live our lives and influenced the world history we were second uh and if you think about why I mean we're not second 100% for good reasons let's be honest but you know just the you look at inventions and ideas a lot of them are British ideas. I mean, even the internet and computing. I mean, you might go, well, no, it's an American idea. But the guy who invented the internet, the main, maybe it was for the Americans, but it was... Te- sir, sir, just, sir, <laughs> sir, Tim Berners-Lee, uh, Alan Turing, the Enigma Code, and someone else as well. That's technically computing, technically the internet. TV was a, a joint venture, and it was, I think, one of the first TV podcasts. It was like in Watford or somewhere in Hertfordshire. I mean, definitely you've got trains. Uh, you've got, I mean, formalised capitalism was technically made here, I believe. Even though the first stock exchange was in the Netherlands. Uh, interesting, Dutch East India Company, which I believe is the biggest company of all time. Uh, yeah, I would just like to see Victorian England where, you know, you've got London that, I mean, I, I have played Assassin's Creed Syndicate, maybe that's why I've been influenced, but that's why I got the game. Seeing London where everything was being built and, I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, it, there was a lot wrong with Victorian London, obviously, but I, I, I only want to spend a day there, I'm not saying I want to live there for a year. But what Victorian London was like, because I think London's my favourite city in the world, if anyone knows me, I just love going there and just being in it and seeing the buzz and seeing all these great uh, historical sites and with great significance to British culture. I would just like to see it when, you know, it was like an exciting place where things were being, it was the centre of the world, ideas were being built, great thinkers were there. You know, you have... I mean, in the syndicate, you have Alexander Graham Bell, Benjamin Disraeli, who was the Prime Minister, obviously, um, Charles Dickens, and Karl Marx, which, with Frederick Engels, created the Communist Manifesto uh, in a pub in London, which, you know, probably one of the most... uh, Whatever, I'm apolitical on this podcast, if you know that. Um, But it is undoubtedly one of the most influential pieces of literature the world has ever seen because a hundred hundreds of millions if not billions of people have lived through have lived under marxism so you know you could see the pub with that you could just see where you know our landscape today our life landscape today was being shaped back then and you know what i mean the rate at which they built this country was unbelievable when you look at all the railways and getting franchised uh, by the government being built and Alexander Graham, uh, not actually, Kingdom Brunel, that's his name, uh, building all like the bridges and architecture in this country, just seeing all this stuff suddenly and radically being built. 
I, I don't know. I, I think that would probably be number one. I think also maybe the French Revolution, even though I, I would want to see it. I don't think I'd want to live through it, personally. Uh, maybe the Roman times as well, to see that. So, yeah, if any place in history and any uh, time in history where you'd want to live uh, and why. Also, if you had £10 million and you could choose three different types of house and houses and three uh, places to live, where would you live, what types of houses and why? You know, so for example, me, it'd be like a, a flat in London, because I think London's like the centre of everything. Yeah, I could be wrong in that, and you know, you'd be in a city and, you know, get the city buzz. Um, a house in the country, but not too remote. So like, it's weird, because I thought about this, and I'm like, you can live anywhere, and I said to my sister, I was like, yeah, Buckinghamshire, and I'm like, well, that's not original, but I, I like it, you, you know, <laughs> you could just get into London easily, you've got enough space and room, you have enough money, it's a lovely place to live, but, you know, maybe, maybe somewhere in Europe instead, I don't know, uh, or, and then I would want somewhere really remote, like, uh, somewhere in remote Canada, or somewhere in remote Scotland, or somewhere in remote Argentina, where it's like, you know, it's not that uh, it's not like you're in the middle of a desert, but it, you know, it is just really cut off. Uh, I, I don't know. I just like like would like that. Uh, so yeah, well, I said I don't want this podcast to be about me. It's becoming about me. So uh, going back to you, where would where would you want to live and why? If you had ten million, not say like oh I want to, uh, ten million's enough. I think you know. Let's say you're not a billionaire. And let's say you've got enough money to live comfortably in three different places that are nice. Let's say in the tens of millions. Um, also, going on the coronavirus, uh, I don't mean to like try and make any, but they said that this is the most significant event since the Second World War. Which this pandemic is a one in a hundred year thing, I believe. But I mean, the last major major pandemic was the spanish flu i think swine flu affected over a billion people but you know you didn't have countries in lockdown i didn't i never believed in my lifetime i'd see countries as big as italy and france and us being complete locked up pardon me but you know obviously we're in lockdown for very good reason and you know if i mean if you're listening to this you probably don't need reminding but you know stay at home and keep everyone safe but you know, they say the coronavirus is the biggest event since the Second World War happened to the world. And I'm think I, I agree, you know, for us to spend 15% of our GDP on economic relief package shows it's serious. And it, of course it is. I'm, you know, there's not been events that shaped... That, that, this, will, this will shape how we... I mean, I'm interested to see how our lives will be changed and shaped after this, you know. Like, people going back in crowds, for example, and people, um, you know, with their, with their hygiene. Uh, has there been... Is there an event, though, since the Second World War which you could arguably say is as significant? So, they... Because I remember they said Brexit was the most significant thing that happened to this country since the second world war and i was like well what about the suez canal crisis i think 
that was pretty significant well because it was called a crisis and our what we were called a superpower our superpower status if you like was taken away at that moment i think that's pretty significant but i think i 100 percent agree this is the most significant thing to happen to our society or, or, or humanity in general since the second world war you could argue but it was there for example like the berlin wall coming down and the soviet union breaking up i mean that's pretty big you know for a way of life and you know communism in that case to not be competing competing with capitalism capitalism becoming the most dominant form of of governance of running a country around the world that's pretty significant i think humans uh getting to the moon i've mentioned this earlier that's a pretty significant event as well in human history i think financial crash of 2008 was very big it's not as big as this because apparently this is going to be really you know shit i didn't mean to swear oh god that's all <laughs> uh what does ad flag mean uh yeah so i didn't want this to be explicit podcast there was one explicit i used there so i want to apologize for using that word uh Obviously, you know, in your day-to-day life, you wouldn't apologise for using it, but I want this to be a non-explicit podcast, and that's a bit annoying that I used it. Um, it's just so bad how this is what's this gonna this is gonna do to the economy. But the two thousand eight crash was a significant event, I think. But yeah, it it has there in your opinion since the Second World War. Is there any event that's happened? where you would rank near this of how significant it was i'm gonna do a quiz soon i had some more questions for you to think about i put ad flag i I genuinely don't know what i I, i'm assuming if it's flagged it means oh there's an explicity there but i I listen i i literally put ad flag and it's done nothing it said flag added i was like what does that mean (laughs) Oh, it's become rambling again, Paul. We can't. <laughs> um, I was very nervous before this, and now I I start to see why I was nervous. Uh, yeah, I had some more ideas on this. Oh yeah, who in history would you like to meet? Who do you think was maybe one of the most influential people in history that you would you look back at and you'd be like. I want to meet them. I want to see what they're like. Because um, I, I was talking to the people I know the other day and I had some really interesting ideas. I personally don't have one. I have a few, Maybe I have a few. I haven't really... I actually haven't thought about this question. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's weird. I haven't thought about this question. I'd be interested to hear if there's anyone in history you guys would like to meet. Uh, let's say... Maybe that old question, if you could have a dinner party with five people, historical figures, who would they be? Uh, let's not say current figures that were like... Also, another question, I remember another question I wanted to ask. Who do you think's the most famous person in the world? Because that's it, because I remember I was watching something about David Beckham and they said David Beckham in the mid-noughties was the most famous person in the world alongside Nelson Mandela. I think that's a very significant claim. Uh, he is what definitely one of the most famous people in the world. Like he's recognised everywhere around the world. But like, is was he? I, I I don't know. He he 
he was very significant culturally in, in the mid noughties and he's he's actually in terms of look at foot, the most famous footballers in the world now probably Messi Ronaldo but they are the two best players in the world he was very good and and he's probably, probably one of the best players in the world but he was never considering he's probably the most famous person who came from football but he's not the best player of the last 20th century i didn't mean to come onto football but you know you're seeing these um a lot of because obviously football's not on at the moment. Seen a lot of retro matches, and they're saying you know who's the best team in, in the last uh, century, I believe. Um, but yeah, who do? Because th- I thought that was a big claim, and then I, I made me realize who is the most famous person. Probably at the moment, Donald Trump. I mean, the American president will always be up there, but also as well, he's. I mean, he makes the news literally every day. Uh, again, I'm being apolitical on that, but you know I have uh, my opinions obviously on him. Um, I think the Queen as well. The Queen, definitely. If you talk to everyone, if you asked people all around the world who's the most famous people, they'll probably mention them. I mean, if you look at our royal family, I mean, Prince Harry was fifth in line for the throne, and his wedding was watched by over two billion people. So. If that if he's just fifth in line for the throne, and you know, and also the queen is on currency around the world as well, and is the head of state of like sixteen countries of the Commonwealth realm, like she's obviously ranks up there, one of the most recognisable faces. And then obviously you've got movie superstars, you've got singers, athletes. I mean, the most famous person on Instagram is Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he's got one hundred and thirty million followers. And you obviously you've got Kim Kardashian as well, is one of the most famous people in the world. So yeah. Uh, Again, come back to me. Who do you think is the most famous person in the world, or one of the most famous people in the world? Uh, and yeah, I think you know the questions are over. Uh, let's just do a, a quiz because everyone likes doing quizzes when they're in isolation. It's probably the most rational and fun bit of this whole podcast. We're recording it at half eleven in the new Podmobile. Oi, oi. Uh, mo- you know, this is. I mean, it'll still be me rambling, but this will actually have an end goal. You'll be doing a quiz. Rather, I mean, the last bits had end goals. They were question and answers. Or actually, no, hot take, hot take, hot take. Oh, so a hot take is a controversial opinion, and if you're a fan of this, you won't think this is a hot take. But f- through film scholars. And film critics would definitely say this is a hot take. I think the Star Wars sequels were close. Not not sequels, sorry. Sorry, definitely not sequels. See, I've given my opinion there. Uh, Star Wars prequels were close to an, an, an actual artistic masterpiece. But because the dialogue wasn't amazing, obviously looking back at them, maybe some of the special effects weren't great and some of the characters weren't great but I think the concept itself and the fact it has and how mis- I mean Star Wars Episode 3 is one of my favourite movies maybe I have a bias there but this idea I think as as an actual story and the outline of it you, it could have been one of the greatest storytelling telling epics in the whole of cinema and I'll tell you why this is an idea how one man 
who I think is, even though I love Darth Vader, but because he wasn't a complete bad guy, he was like a bad guy who ended up being a good guy, but he's iconic. But the greatest bad guy in cinematic history, or definitely one of them, in my opinion, is uh, Darth Sidious, the Emperor, uh, Chief Palpatine. And this idea with all this uh, of him using democracy to become an authoritarian dictatorship, the empire, for his political gains and manipulating people's perceptions and his planning and the story arcs around that. But that one arc and this idea of when you hear Padme saying this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause, how you can get people to sign away their soul and for you for them to be happy with it. I think it's genius. I think it's an epic. And at the end where you have this Anakin who is the fallen Jedi who becomes the uh who becomes evil, becomes the Dark Lord. Like it it, it sounds in a way Shakespearean. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm overthinking this, and maybe I have nostalgia for it. I mean, I love it now, but maybe my biases are through childhood nostalgia. But you know, this—I mean, I just remember the end of episode three, where you have the Palpatine and Yoda fighting in the chamber in the Senate. And he's there, and the jewel of fate is in the background. It's such an epic song, like because Star Wars is a space opera. It's such an epic song. It, it, I am actually a fan of opera, and I would rate it up there with opera songs. Jewel of the Fates, it, one of my favorite songs. It's so epic. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting a bit fanboy, and my points are irrelevant and wrong. But this, they're fighting, and and you see the Senate in the background of these two fighting, and then he's throwing. The Senate, uh, the uh, the Senate chairs where people sit and people vote on stuff down, showing his lack his res- lack of respect for democracy, like symbolizing it. Because that's why I like Rosecrack. I overthink films. <laughs> I think it, it's genius. I think it's, and then you see Mustafa and the emotion, and you see, uh, this boy become a man and and his teacher fighting against each other because their ideologies are obviously different and it's this epic uh, lava set piece and you see Order 66 as well it's just it's it's, it's a mental film maybe I mean I like episode 2 as well I think episode 1 I see why people find it frustrating but I mean apart from the Darth Maul fight amazing but I think episode 2 I think people hate on it too much in my opinion but in terms of storytelling of perspective of how it's written and the themes it uses, I think it's it's fantastic. And I know people look at the prequels going, oh, they're rubbish. And maybe because it's like Marvel films, they have complicated backgrounds and themes to them. Like for the film I always use is uh, Thor Ragnarok, for example, where they're always, they're really smart when you think about them. But because they're made for a universal audience... Of all ages and all, you know, like all uh, p- 
people with different intelligent levels. I'm not saying, oh, people who overthink films are way more intelligent. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm, what I'm saying is it's not made for people to... It's made for people just to look and, and, and enjoy. And people obviously think Marvel films aren't well-made films. They're just like bubblegum for, for the brain. I, I disagree. Personally, I think the character arcs are amazing. And I think some of the... The story in Thor Ragnarok, for example, this idea of place about uh, a place's legacy about legacy of, of country i think that's brilliant but be, it couldn't expl- but what i didn't like I, I know i'm going on from star wars to marvel but i think but the idea that when hella brings back the dead soldiers they were dead they were faceless they were emotionless you know what i remember someone saying if there were people who had a like like black panther you know which is seen as marvel's best film or definitely one of its best films you know you have people conflict of what the society should be like maybe if you had people going actually i want asgard to be this you know place again like it was like like because i think that's very relevant politically to what's happening in the west you know like this nostalgia almost for the past except it's about empire rather than nostalgia about life being simpler you know maybe if you had like that conflict but it didn't because you needed to see you know this story and thor being cool and you know being badass technically that's the thing with these films because they're made for universal audiences i think they're one step away from being utter genius when you look into them but they can't be too complicated otherwise no one would watch them and i I respect that decision so yeah, my hot take there. I'll probably have a hot take every new episode, but I think the prequels were actually, in terms of storytelling content, and deeper meaning, were genius. But obviously, you know, you had the dialogue, maybe the special effects. I think for the time they were decent, but obviously I like some of them. But in terms of storytelling, and there was one saying like there'll be a love triangle between Padme, Anakin, and Obi Wan. And this guy who has like a fear of loss, Anakin having a fear of loss, makes him go a certain way, and he ends up doing what he dreads. Sixty minutes, boom. Uh, yeah, I think the storytelling in that regard, it's it's genius. But you know, that's my hot take. I know a lot of you are Star Wars fans, and you will agree with that. A lot of you wouldn't agree with that. And obviously what I said about Marvel before Thor Ragnarok um, as well. I'd probably have to do the quiz in the second half. And I hope it's not too long. I mean, I've listened to podcasts sometimes that long. But yeah, if you want to go straight to the quiz, go straight to the quiz. Rather than me just chatting to myself about random things. Also, here's one. I want to talk about prequels. I Prequels are not seen... I'm going to turn this off. It's not seen as popular as sequels. Every time you you hear about prequels or films, I think the first, the most famous prequels are Star Wars prequels. Um, but then, you know, there's a lot of prequels since then. I think people started to now release prequels. I mean, you look at Harry Potter, for example. They're not seen as, as popular, as good as sequels are. Like, people don't seem to like them. Is, is it prequels in general, or is it just that prequels are, are badly written, or because of law of a certain thing and then you suddenly change the law of that that fans start to dislike it is it something fundamentally about prequels that make them bad because if you think about harry potter 
is, I think it's the second most successful film franchise of all time. Or it's definitely up there. But then Fantastic Beasts, you're not getting like... It's not like uh, I've seen when I was watching Avengers Endgame, like the whole... All in my local cinema, all 12 cinemas were booked for the film and there was queues or whatever. And I've only seen the cinema like a few times, Avengers and in between us, which is quite funny. Um, Do... Is there something about prequels when they get made that people just don't like and they prefer seeing the story continued rather than the story being shown before? Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. And talking, is it something about prequels that mean that people don't universally like them as much? Are they not as popular? So, yeah. And also, what, in your opinion, is your favourite film sequel? So uh, the the universal example which is used for film sequels being good are either Dark Knight in the Dark Knight trilogy that's like the masterpiece or Empire Strikes Back in the Star Wars trilogy. I personally think uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is an amazing sequel as well. Probably even though I've seen I saw two MCU movies before in the cinema that's the one that got me in love with it. So do you have a favourite film sequel in your head that you could think about? Obviously, this is a lot about films. I do enjoy films as well as a lot of things. Um, and also, films are quite universal. So if I just did a podcast about football, I'd only get people like football. What's films are universal. Like, what's your favourite music? What's your favourite type of film? Like, you know, you, you people do tend to like music and films. Some people don't, but most people do. Occam's Razor. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, referring to that, that's a... Hot take. I, I want to hear you guys if you have hot takes. I'm probably in my next one gonna, if I say get a guest on, you know, ask them today have a hot take, uh, or controversial opinion. Uh, I'm gonna list more hot takes. My throat is starting to hurt. I'm probably gonna do the second bit of this podcast, uh, in side because I still really need a wee and I need a drink of water because my throat is dry. Yeah, I just sound like a crazy person. <laughs> it's it's quarter to twelve at night. Where it, it, I'm in a car. <laughs> it, it looks fantastic. <laughs> People must be if they were. I mean, no one can look in because no one goes for a walk this time of night. And he, especially when it's lockdown. Just to, I wanted to. I don't know. Was this funny? You probably would find this funny because you find me endearing. Uh, <laughs> my boy, endearing. Um, <laughs> I'm really going to look back at this and be so overwhelmingly happy with how this has come out. That, uh, interesting fact, when I record podcasts, I am petrified to listen to them back because I hate the sound of my own voice recording. I actually worked for a radio station a few years ago and my co-host, which was coincidentally a college teacher, was like... You know, I volunteered as well, and I think she got me through the volunteering or whatever. Um, and she said the best way to improve, because I'm interested in podcasting and radio. I like talking, obviously. If you know me and you listen to this, you obviously know that it, that, it, that is not far wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, listen back, and then you can hear yourself, and you can see how you can improve. Because when you're talking and you're in in the flow, in in motion, if you will, with your words... You know, you don't. You might not hear your stumbles and you getting words wrong because you you just want to get your thoughts out. I am petrified to listen to myself over recording. I I hate it. I 
I think I listened once because I thought I needed to edit some stuff out, and I, I honestly it was a brutal hour, <laughs> absolutely brutal. Um, uh, that's the thing with this is unedited. It's live. We're coming to you live from the Podmobile, uh, <laughs> and it's it's raw. I guess you could say it's raw. Maybe that's its authenticity. It's you know unique selling point. If you're doing marketing, there you go. I'll give you one for free. <laughs> Like an idiot, <laughs> I find myself so cringy. Um, which is this, this is self deprecating. I'm not actually hating on myself, it's self deprecating. Some people don't get that. Some people don't think I do it like, no, no, it's your insecurity. It's not, it's self de- I mean, yeah, obviously, there's some insecurities there, but self deprecating humor. Um, and obviously, just if my friends enjoy this, uh, I don't mind, and it brings happiness to them, to people listening. I don't mind making an idiot of myself. I'm just a selfish guy like that, and I'm getting into the weirdness again. Um, see, I find that kind of st- those. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna stop. I'm taking myself a halt, which is seems what I I do. But yeah, I don't listen to myself back, which is probably not a good thing. Uh, but you, you get it raw. And full of emotion. You don't get this edited stuff. You know, it's just real on the point, on the money, in that time thoughts coming out of my head. I have planned out a bit. There is, if you can see, there's a torch, keys for the house, keys for the car. Actually, where is the keys for the car? And a notebook with a plan. I'm going to turn the torch on. I will do a quiz. I was thinking about doing a quiz another day. But then, if you want, if you want to listen to this and then afterwards listen to the quiz, um, then you could, it could be like two podcasts, you know? Release. My comeback will be complete then. Uh, oh, and the torch has made funny things. So, yeah, I'm going to take a, uh, the first half or first bit of the podcast is now over. I hope you you enjoyed it. I hope it brought a smile to one of your faces. Uh, I know some people really, for some reason, like these. Uh, I like sharing my thoughts with you. Just get. I want to get your ideas as well. And I hope this gets over 10 listens <laughs> to my proud, loyal audience. I would rather have a like an audience of 10 who enjoy this than an audience of a lot. I actually would hate a big audience. I would hate to be famous. I talked to someone and saying that's what would be one of my biggest fears being famous. So I just like a small audience and people enjoying this and, you know, thinking or laughing. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll get back inside, maybe do a quiz that I'll think on the top of my head because I enjoy quizzes. I love them. So yeah, there we go. Uh, I'll love you and leave you until the next part of this. Okay. I'll get back inside. Goodbye. Love you all. Hello, welcome back. This is actually take three of part two. I <laughs> I messed up the first two parts. Um, I I forgot to mention I'm wearing my dad's shirt, which I like. I don't know why it's baggy. It's nice. I now I've started to like my dad's clothes uh, because they fit me and they're actually quite nice. Um, I'm doing the washing up, and you know what they say, you don't really know someone until you hear them do the washing up whilst they are talking to their phone at midnight. Um, so yeah, I'm a lot more comfortable now, I uh, actually held in a fart, uh, so you know, you're not going to listen to me fart, but I've had my wee, and yeah, I'm a lot more comfortable, I was holding that wee in the whole of the last first section, and... You know what they say, it takes 54 minutes for someone to really warm up. 
So you can say this is that's the starter, the order, and this is the main event, the main course. Haha, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I don't want to discredit the first part. I don't know, I'm a bit more comfortable, I guess. A bit more nutty. So, yeah, I'm going to add more water. It's like a, a YouTube that holds the wash up properly, guys. There you go. It's, the kettle's a bit hot, because, you know, the water's just boiled. Did that not sound like great ASMR? I don't know, no, I don't didn't know what ASMR was till the other day, <laughs> and then I know it's like satisfying noises. I believe <laughs> just you know water going through kettle. You know does that calm you down? Uh, now nah, if you listen to it, you listen. To it. If you don't, you don't. Um, so yeah, I was with boiling. I forgot to ask you one thing. I'm using the quiet tone as well. Um, is there during this strange period of time we're living through people start to you know pick up new hobbies or uh, get back to exist uh, previously existing hobbies that which normally they didn't have time to do do you have any things in yet you kind of not regret but wish you know that not wish you've done in the any negatives about it and any positives well what that you could bring up for it so for example with me i've been productive with housework and garden work i've done i painted an arch and a like a whole fence and built a mini stonehenge if you know me you would have seen it uh yeah i've been i've been washing cars been doing housework been productive in that regard i really enjoyed that and i've taken up skipping again which i've enjoyed uh obviously got back into you know just playing football as well in the back garden which is nice you know just it's quite almost relaxing not therapeutic that's not the right word but just relaxing be alone with your thoughts whilst kicking a football you know being engaging I think yeah uh, those are I guess positives from it negatives I would say I wish I worked on my book more I am working on it but I don't know if the method I've chosen to work on it is the best for me. But yeah, I wish I worked on that more. I wish I, I kind of don't. I I wish I wake up at earlier, but because I'm actually playing football manager till you know the morning, uh, and obviously I on the medication I'm on makes me sleep more anyway. So yeah, maybe waking up earlier. But you know what? I could I could change my I, I can do that. I'm going to stop talking now. I'm digging myself a hole. <laughs> Anything else? Maybe working out more. But, you know, that's in life in general. But, yeah, overall, despite the situation, you know, I guess I've tried my best to be productive and make the most out of it. Obviously, I've got back to podcasting, which, you know, maybe think is a good thing. But looking back, could be a regret. Uh, so... Yeah, the bo- the kettle is boiled. It's four minutes thirty already. Oh wow! But yeah, if you like, enjoyed like if you take up a new hobby, if you enjoy a certain, like, you know, reading for example, if you read like a nice book or you've watched a film that you haven't watched in a while or haven't watched at all, or and there's something where you're going, oh maybe I could do this, you know, I have time, maybe I can 
you know, start up that new hobby that I've been meaning to for the last two weeks, you know, in this strange times we're living in, and unfortunate times we're living in at the moment, uh, you know, being stuck indoors, but, you know, it's for, for the best reasons, um, so yeah, I'm gonna do the washing up now, and we're gonna do a quiz, my baby, it's the Midnight Quiz, and that is a song, uh, supposed to be a joke, you know, it's Midnight Train, it wasn't that funny, but I like the song, so I'm gonna keep it in there, uh, Donald Trump likes the quiz, it, it's the best quiz ever, oh my god, <laughs> it's huge, I know a lot of great people who like the quiz, okay, let me tell you, I know it's the best quiz, you've ever seen, best quiz, again, not great, but, you know, why not be goofy, <laughs> That was genuinely Donald Trump. What are you on about? Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pour this in. I haven't act. I'm thinking that no, this is fun. The questions are coming from my own head. Must be all the other fun stuff in there. Um, I haven't thought questions yet. I'm gonna think of them on the fly whilst I'm washing up. Uh, I am going across very well in this, very well indeed. My throat hurts, I have been talking, because believe it or not, before my 53 minutes of rambling, or 54, whatever, I talked to my friend for one hour and 20, um, one hour 20 minutes, so I've been talking continuously for over two hours, and even me enjoys a little good chat uh, is starting to gets a little bit agitated with throat when you talk for too long but I chose to do this so I can't complain oh my god it's a bloody jar blood is not a swear word it's a bloody jar on the floor I didn't see that okay um also, if you if you listen for the first time and say, "Oh, what's this about? I've heard it's good," and yeah, this is not giving a good first impression, me. or is it? I don't know. Maybe I'm my own harshest critic. Okay, so uh, I guess I'm gonna give you ten, maybe fifteen questions. Let's see how we go. Let's see how I feel. I'm gonna hold it in. <laughs> um, and yeah. You know, and also, if you look up the questions, you you are a loser, okay? You're a big loser. I know a lot of I know a lot of bad people. You're the biggest loser, okay? Let me know. I can tell you. Um, Donald's back again. It would be better, but I feel a bit of pressure being on the phone, and I don't want to be too loud because I share a house, and I don't want to be selfish and be really loud. So, yeah. You can't see, but the bubbles are bubbly in the washing up. Question one, Nimru Uno. You know what, I should have looked <laughs> before. I I actually thought these questions earlier because I was thinking about doing a quiz. Can I still record whilst on this? Oh, I can, fantastic. I just, I had a question, but I just want to check 
It is 100%. Oh, in fact, no, you know what? I know the first one. Question one. And if you look it up, you lose automatically. Which is the only country in the world with three official capital cities in it? Which is the only country in the world with three, not one, not two, not four, but three capital cities? It's an interesting one. An interesting history behind it, but I won't go into that. Uh, just give you some time to write that down. These are all. Well, this is the, Okay, here is the question I wanted to, to quadruple check, quadruple check. Where is the Dutch seat of government? See, this is a bit of a trick question. Is it the obvious one? Is it not? Am I playing a double bluff? Normally, the seat of government is the capital. Am I playing a trick question? Am I trying to confuse you? So yeah, that's question two. Playing along. I hope you enjoyed the first two questions. Question three. Also, about earlier with the historic things, I would like to go back in time still in England, but like 500 years ago and see what it was like going from one place to another, like you know, camping out in the woods. See, like, what... I, I always wonder, like, what trees have seen. If trees can talk. I like nature. You know, what it would be like instead of just going a car somewhere. If you are going from, say, London to the Midlands. Like, getting on horseback and, like, camping out. I don't know. Just earlier. Pardon me. Besides the point. Uh, so, yeah... Question three, and I have to think it up in my head now. Uh, it's always good when you've really prepared a quiz. Always fantastic, that. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to look. <laughs> Great start. How long is this going? There's a lot of dead space. Fantastic. I've only thought of two questions. You know what they say, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail? Exhibit A. <laughs> I'm going to stop this and actually prepare some questions. Okay, actually thought of the rest of the questions and I'm quite tired. It's currently 10 to 1. And I don't want to think of too many questions, but obviously I need to have it at a round number. I've finished the washing up and by the way, today I just want to say 
finding socks in this pile I am I'm, I'm currently on sitting on and uh find them in pairs and put them together it just took it out of me, mate. It just took it out of me. Um, no, okay. Stop being stupid, mate. All right. Uh, yeah, that that was Dave. Dave was meant to make an appearance, top man Dave, but to give his opinions. He's an opinionated guy, but gotta wait to the next one. Ah, oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> okay, question three. So question one was, what country? has officially three capitals and question two was where is the seat of government in the Netherlands and question three who is the second highest grossing actress of all time and interestingly I just want to check highest grossing movies if I'm correct she's in the top three I'm not. Yeah. Uh. No. Yeah. Surely. Eyes gross movies of old. It's going to run tomatoes. Okay, she's in three of the top five. She's in three of the top five highest grossing movies of all time. And she's the second highest grossing actress of all time behind Scarlett Johansson. So if I want to film, I might put them both in together. Because, well, I mean, they're good actresses and also might get some people to come. But obviously I'm not going to make a film big enough to get... You know what, I'm chatting, I'm chatting rubbish. Stop myself from another... Ex- um, profanity, what's your profanity? <laughs> oh my god, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Question four What is the closest modern day town to where the Battle of Hastings was fought in 1066? Now you might think this is a trick question, it might be, might not be, but that's question four. Question five When did the USA buy the land uh, which was which is called the Louisiana Purchase from France what year did the US buy the land which is now known as the Louisiana Purchase from France question six what is the most streamed song in Spotify history and probably if you hear it uh, you you probably say yeah fair (laughs) sounds about right also, Frozen was on the radio today, and it was on the radio one. It was like Bop and or something or another, and I really love the Frozen song. I don't know why people didn't like it. It's a great song. Let it go. Maybe get to hear me sing it on a podcast one day. I, what's your guys' opinions on it? I really like it. <laughs> Let it go. Oh, that's a little tease for when I sing it. <laughs> Question seven. Which English county has the most national trust properties within its borders? Wait, uh, number seven is which English county has the most national trust properties within its borders? Question eight, you know I'd have to do a football one. Maybe next time I'll do a more general sport one, but I'm just thinking it's on the fly and I'm very tired. (laughs) 
apart from Arsenal in the 2003-04 season, which is the only other English club in, in football history to go unbeaten in a league season. So apart from Arsenal in the 2003-04 season, which is the only other English club to go unbeaten in a whole league top division league season. I really like that question, actually. Uh, question nine. In between the end of Margaret Thatcher's reign as Prime Minister in 1990 and Tony Blair being elected in 1997, who was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom? And maybe an extra half a point if you get his party. But, you know, kind of goes with territory. The main question is, between 1990 and the end of Margaret Thatcher's reign as Prime Minister and the start of Tony Blair's in 1997, who was the Prime Minister of this country? The United Kingdom. And question 10. In 2018, which uh, palace did, when Donald Trump visited the UK... Now I brought Donald Trump again. Um, I just had to think. I'm thinking of questions on the fly. Did he have an event at? Did he have his dinner at? Which palace? And it's also the birthplace of Churchill. So, which palace in 2018 and Donald Trump's visit to UK did he have a formal dinner at? And it's also the birthplace of Churchill. You know what I was wondering? When Donald Trump visits this country, why is he landing in Stansted? It's like, wouldn't he, like, you know, get Heathrow and he's Donald Trump? It's like, you know, Washington to London via Alicante or something. I'm, I'm just saying, like, Stansted is where cheaper flights go, whilst Heathrow is where, where the expensive flights go. You'd think you'd land at Heathrow, but it lands at Stansted all the time. I just find that quite funny, quite random. Okay, so the answer to question one is South Africa. Uh, I'm too tired to count the, I mean, they've got the executive, the judicial, and legislative. And, I, and I'm not going to check which one's which, but the three capitals are Pretoria, Bloemfontein, and Cape Town. Question two, it's The Hague. So, of course, apparently, according to the Constitution of the Netherlands, Amsterdam is the official capital, but the seat of government is in The Hague, uh, which is also where the International Criminal Court is. And uh, funny, because capitals, if you look at them, and ca- official ca- like Switzerland doesn't have official capital. Like, capitals are not just plain, old, plain and simple. You know, some countries' relationship with capitals is more complicated, which is quite interesting. Uh, Question answer question three is Zoe Saldana. Uh she had over eleven billion dollars grossing films and she was in uh Avatar and as one of the blue <laughs> characters and as Gamora in Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War and she's a good actress. She She's uh, talented. Uh, question four. The appropriately named town of Battle is where the Battle of Hastings is for. I know, isn't that the most appropriate name for where any war should happen in a place called Battle? 
uh, question for, I, I mean, I know a lot of these before, like I knew that one and I knew like the top two and some of the bottom ones, but some of them are just, you know, thinking of a quiz on the fly is harder than you think. Uh, anyway, question five, the US bought, uh, got the Louisiana purchase from France in 1803. 1803, where the US bought a piece of land which was uh, notable for New Orleans being the mouth of the Mississippi River, and it's just a lot of territory. <laughs> and they bought it because Napoleon wanted to fund the Napoleonic Wars, and the US started to become the country we see today. The land in North America, which was French, was called New France, out of curiosity. It, was in, it went all the way to Quebec and Canada. To down to New Orleans in Louisiana. Which is South United States. Uh, number six, Ed Sheeran's Shape of You was the most streamed song on Spotify of all time. It got quite a few billion. And it's a very popular song. And you could probably, you know, it's, yeah, probably, it doesn't, it's not surprising. <laughs> Question seven. Uh, Buckinghamshire is the county with the most natural trust properties and I'm going on uh, a Buckinghamshire Instagram quiz I took on Instagram and it said and it made me very proud to be from the county I'm from and I'm not surprised there are a lot of them around here like Hewenden Manor is the RAF is where Benjamin Disraeli lived a former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom he was first Jewish Prime Minister Oh, back and forth. Um, and he's in Assassin's Creed Syndicate in the 1860s. He was the leader of the Conservative Party. So, yeah, and there's some other ones. Actually, interesting fact, where there's Wadston Manor where the Rothschilds live, and near there, there's a building where, in the Dark Knight trilogy, they used a National Trust property, I think, I believe, where they used to film the, uh, Wayne Manor in the Dark Knight uh trilogy so that's pretty cool i really always want to go to that oh and dashwood manor where there's a lot of films there as well that's in westwood i believe so yeah i mean that's that's four uh number eight preston north end in the 1880s i believe were the only other team apart from arsenal 2003 or four season to go unbeaten um and yeah i always find that interesting they had an fa cup match on bt once and that's why they filmed it because the only two like you know showed it only two unbeaten teams uh, don't look up any of these, otherwise you lose automatically. And you should feel shame. 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 <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm such an idiot. Why? I'm just not funny. <laughs> Number nine. Uh, John Major from the Conservative Party was in between Margaret Thatcher and Tony Blair. John Major was the Prime Minister. And Number ten. Blenheim Palace was where Donald Trump had a dinner with Theresa May and where... It's in 2019, where Winston Churchill was born in Oxfordshire. Oh, because I was going to write, where's the nearest royal property? I wanted to include a royal question. Where's the noise nearest royal property to um, Birmingham? But then I thought, well, Blenheim Palace isn't royal, but it's near Birmingham. And then I thought, actually, no, Donald Trump has a thing there. So, yeah, my throat hurts. I have been talking for about two and a half hours straight. I want to drink a water and go to bed. So, good night. I hope you enjoyed this comeback. Um, and yeah, if you listen to all of this, fair play, well done, congratulations. Probably about an hour and 20 minutes. 
and uh, so yeah, talk to my friend for now. Twenty before, excuse me. So yeah, love you and good night and goodbye. Hope you're doing well and everyone, please stay safe and listen to government advice. Thank you. Goodbye.